Hello, friends. We are interrupting Healing Hearts to remind you April is not just a month. It's a call to action. This month, we celebrate Volunteer Appreciation and Child Abuse Prevention Month, recognizing those who give their time and hearts to protect our most vulnerable. Every child deserves a life filled with love, safety, and normalcy. But sadly, not every child experiences this. That's where we, as a community, step in. Our amazing volunteers are the unsung heroes working tirelessly to advocate for children's well-being. They're the voices that speak up, the hands that reach out, and the hearts that care deeply. But the fight against child abuse needs much more than just appreciation. It needs action. This April, we invite you to participate in our efforts to protect children, provide them with the normalcy they deserve, and advocate for their rights. Visit www.speakupforkidspbc.org to find out what you can do to amplify the voices of our volunteer advocates. Remember to engage with us on social media. Participate and protect because every child deserves a champion and that champion could be you. Now back to Healing Hearts. Welcome to Healing Hearts, a podcast from Parents Speak Up for Kids. In keeping with the overall mission of 100% advocacy for the foster community, Healing Hearts covers topics of interest for foster children, foster parents, and those who advocate for both. We are today's hosts, Riley and Sophia. Hi, I'm Sophia. I'm a rising senior, and I'm the founder and president of my school's chapter of Students Speak Up for Kids. Students Speak Up for Kids is a student-run subset of Speak Up for Kids with the mission of educating and advocating for foster care youth through monthly activities. I started this club three years ago and have continued to channel my passion for helping the foster care youth by starting the Palm Peach Pen Pal Project and continuing my work as the president of Seminist. And I'm Riley. And like I've said before, my parents were foster parents for five years and I am extremely passionate about this cause. Today, we are going to be addressing a commonly asked question of how to become a level one licensed foster parent in Palm Beach County. The base foster care classes are for traditional foster parents or level one licensed foster parents, and the additional levels of care will be explained during the foster parent training where you may decide to explore these options further, but today we'll only be talking about level one. So something you can do is start by attending an orientation or information session. This will help you get acclimated to the community and what you're getting yourself into. Once you've decided to move forward, complete the application and schedule your pre-service training. This is a vital step. To do this, you must complete 20 to 30 hours of pre-service foster parent training. During these classes, you will be introduced to the foster care system and learn how to care for a foster child. While attending the pre-service training class, you will complete the other foster care licensing requirements including a home study and background checks. You will be guided through the licensing process once completed and approved. You'll be prepared and ready to welcome a foster child into your home. The next step before becoming a foster parent is participating in a home inspection. You must also complete a CPR course and, if applicable, you should complete a water safety training, receive medical clearance, and supply valid pet vaccinations. Favorably, pass a child abuse and criminal background check for not just you, but all members of your household. Participate in a home study by the Foster Care Licensing Agency to review the readiness for fostering. 
Be prepared and ready to welcome foster children into your home. Once you have completed all of the following steps to become a foster parent, the next step is to focus on how to acclimate your new child into your home. The following statements will only apply to parents with no biological children. So once you are fully approved, the first thing you should do is figure out living arrangements. This being where your child will be sleeping, where what their bathroom space is going to look like, what their space for clothing is going to look like, you know, if they're going to have an area to work for school, if they need a desk, etc. The next thing you're going to do is get the essentials that your child will need to operate on a day-to-day basis. For example, anything for hygiene, so like deodorant, toothbrush, toothpaste. Also, you want to, before your foster child comes into the home, you want to have everything ready. And you may not know the gender of the foster kid that's going to be coming into your home. So you want to keep all of the materials that you get beforehand gender neutral. So sheets or decorations, any of that, you want to try to keep as gender neutral as possible to make sure that when the foster kid comes, you're prepared and they're as comfortable as possible. And you also want to make sure that when you're preparing and getting the essentials to have in the house, that you're not buying anything that could cause the child harm. So anything like glass or like anything sharp, something that the child could harm themselves with. Another thing that you want to keep in mind before your foster child comes into the household is creating preset rules and boundaries so that not only your foster child understands what they have to abide by, but also that you're on the same page as the partner as far as parenting. So one thing that you could do is almost have a good cop and bad cop dynamic so that every decision that is made in the household as far as parenting goes is consistent and is clear to the child. Being straight forward is extremely important, but you also have to realize that what worked before for another child might not work now. So for instance, a boundary that is consistent that you can keep with almost every child is respecting not just the people, but the house as well. So you want to make sure that the child understands that, yes, they're giving the respect to both parents or the parent, but they're also respecting the household and making sure that they abide by all of the rules followed. So something that you can implement into your house is creating a reward system. It can be any sort of reward for something such as helping, chores, good behavior. An example of a reward that a child could receive is a journal. It helps keep the child in track and online and giving them something to look forward to. Also, once a child is in your home, you can go to that next level of personalization. Something that I want to share is that when we would get a new child in our house, my parents and me, we would take this kid, and we'd go to Walmart, we'd give them a budget of about, say, 50 or so dollars, and they can buy whatever they want for their room. That may be a pillowcase, um, curtains, maybe a blanket, Whatever it may be, it helps for that child to feel more at home and more comfortable and, you know, really tells that kid, you know, this is my home now and these are my parents. I can trust these people. Another way you can utilize this aspect of personalization is by having already preset neutral items like we talked about before with the hygiene and the setup of the room or wherever your child is sleeping, having that all be neutral. You can have items that are able to be personalized, not just items that are bought specifically for the child so that 
like based on their personality. So for example, something that I think is a whiteboard. A whiteboard is great because the child can write their name on it, draw on it, write whatever they want on it, but also, and feel like it's very personalized towards them, but then also if this child goes on to a next home or if the child is adopted somewhere else, then the next child that comes in can also use the whiteboard and it's something that can be in your household for a long time. Or even something like painting, if you wanna be really creative, painting a part of your wall black and getting some chalk and you know that really allows for expression of creativity and it enables the child to really make the room their own. And that can be used for any child that comes through the house. So also we wanna reinstate that this reward system that you're gonna set up where the child receives some gifts to enforce positive reinforcement is known from the beginning, straight from when the child enters your household. That goes again, back to what we said before with the boundaries and the rules. The reward system goes with those two and so that the child should know that if they're having good behavior or if they're doing what they're asked, that they'll receive a reward. And then again, that's pushing them towards that positive reinforcement. And one other thing you want to take into consideration when a new child enters your household is that each child is new and that each child is going to differ in their behaviors and how they act. So you want to get to know your child and really understand their triggers and their behaviors and take that into consideration when you're setting up your rules and boundaries and parenting and really making everything adaptable. So having these preset rules and boundaries but then being able to adjust it towards your child's needs. A lot of the information that we found today can be found on www.fosterpalmbeach.org. So if you have any questions or concerns about anything we talked about today, as far as being licensed as a foster parent, you can visually look at all of that on their website. If you have any particular questions further about that you can't find on the website about getting licensed or any questions about adapting the child into your home or steps past getting licensed, you can contact us at our email, parents at speakupforkidspbc.org. Thank you for tuning in today. New episodes of Healing Hearts premiere every two weeks, so follow us on Spotify and Apple Music. For more information about Parents Speak Up for Kids, to submit a show idea or questions or to appear as a guest, email parents at speakupforkidspbc.org. Until next time, remember the heart is like a garden and it needs tending to heal and grow. You've been listening to Healing Hearts.